Robert Pratt turns in his own zone, gathers speed, drops the puck back, got it returned on the left wing side, but it's stolen back, and now here is Engvall breaking it over the line. Engvall comes to the front of the goal and scores! Holy Mackinac! Two shorties and the Leafs have the lead! Not bad at all, Pierre Engvall, a little toe-drag shorthanded game winner to lift the Leafs at home. 3-2 is the final over the New Jersey Devils at Scotiabank Arena. Leaf Station postgame, Frank Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Gordo, the trade deadlines in our rearview mirror. The new Leafs are looking good. Peter Mrazek's finding his form. Pierre Engvall scoring goals. Where do you want to start tonight? What a game. Boy, Peter Morazic, that's a story in itself. You know, it's mm -hmm. funny. It, it was an, it's uh, our, our guy Steve Fellin with the great stats said, only time in Leaf history, fifth different jersey in five games. So they had home and okay. away, <laughs> Toronto St. Pat's, the outdoor game, and this. So, so Well, in six, because they turned it around for the reversible ones for the three well, stars. Well, there you go, I've six. Seen. So you go. it was kind of like there, 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 there was a novelty component early on. Did you not find that? Like, I don't know. It just seemed like kind of a friendly and soccer does friendlies well. Those friendly games, they don't matter, but they make them matter. Hockey doesn't so much. And then then it really became a game. Then it really became a game. And the shorthanded goals and coming up with a one-goal win. And, and uh, you know, Peter Morazic, he's kind of like the child you put up for adoption, but nobody wanted them. And then you kind of go, yeah, we really do love you, right? And maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but that's kind of what, uh, in Peter Morazic, they still may need him. And he played well tonight. Yeah, they uh, they put the bassinet out by the firehouse, and then next thing you know, he's cooking eggs for for all the guys in the firehouse. Like it's amazing what you what you get from a goalie who it looked like dead, gone as as a leaf, or at least in terms of a guy who could carry the mail. And I don't want to get ahead of myself. It is one game, but that's exactly the kind of game that he needed to have. He didn't need to have. I mean, look, we all would have taken a you know a fifty save, stand on his head, shutout type night. He needed to have a game like this where he was just solid. There wasn't the bad goal. The only goal we didn't like wasn't his fault. It was just a really weird bounce that kind of squeaked squeaked through him. So I, uh, I I think he is the story of the night. There's plenty of things to kind of pick and choose at. You know, Giordano making his debut, a lot to like there. But with the way goaltending has been a topic of conversation, Gord, you, you and I were wondering if they were done with him. And I guess they were. They, they put him on waivers. But back from the dead, Peter Mrazek maybe, maybe can be uh, one half of a goaltending tandem for the, for this team going forward. Oh no, absolutely. You know, he's not as bad as I think the average Leaf fan thinks. He just never could get his legs, never get his momentum, never get whatever. He's not good. Don't get me wrong. He's not played well. But you look at his pedigree in that. He's an NHL goaltender. And you know, when the playoffs start, who knows? You want all the options you have. The Harry Sotera era, which I still would take Peter Morazic over Harry Sotera. Unfortunately, came and went when he got uh, picked up by the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, and we're all hoping Jack Campbell. It's good news. He's he's healthy. He's skating. But where is he about getting back to be the Jack Campbell we knew before December, whatever it was? Yeah, that's that's exactly it. You need those guys. And, yeah, uh, Harry, Harry Sotera will, will always remember one, one day the fleeting moment where he was a Leaf. Before waivers came and and the uh, the Coyotes uh, snagged him up, I, I saw today. Oh, it's funny how this works when the uh, the Coyotes are the team that you'll be playing for. 
you know, there's there's some immigration issues, some visa stuff. Might take 10 days to get all the way over to, uh, to Arizona. Uh, obviously kidding a little bit there. But, yeah, Morazic feels like the story tonight. And, again, it's about, okay, build on it now. Keep going forward. Campbell doesn't seem to be too too far off and it's just a matter of kind of carrying this play from one game into the next you know I think we're gonna if we're gonna carry the show from one topic to the next it felt like the team kind of made it a little easy on him it wasn't that he wasn't tested at all but I thought the team did a really good job of keeping everything to the outside of course there were a few kind of scramble plays in front but you know he only faces 22 shots on the night I don't know how many of those would have come from a high danger area I don't want to put all that on Mark Giordano but I thought he had a really strong debut as a Leaf. And I just thought as a whole, the sides really, or, or the whole team just really looked like it was kind of connected defensively. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Like it's, it's um, you, know, you know, like again, it's funny people's perspective about different things and how they look at the team. And, and I, I'm with you uh, about, I don't like these games as much that are teams that are in the playoffs versus, you know, teams that aren't in New Jersey. They're looking to develop. They got a lot of good things for the future, but uh, we've mentioned it many times. It's kind of like a baseball team in September that calls up a bunch of AAA players, and all of a sudden you're against them versus when and let's hope it's the Blue Jays, you know, in a pennant race, and it's the Yankees, the Red Sox, whoever it may be that you're playing a busy, busy weekend again. So it's a funny kind of vibe, you know, for a team like the Leafs trying to, but all you can try to be is consistent and create good habits, and you know, and I, and I thought there was a lot of that tonight. Yeah, that that's exactly it. And you just have to kind of, you know, I keep banging the drum of, yes, of course, it matters who you play. You know, Tampa, I still think, will be the hardest out of anybody else. But I think the thing that kind of matters more than are you the two seed? Are you the three seed? Do you slip to a wild card? Is just how are you playing heading into the playoffs? And if you're going to play hockey that looks like this, I think they need to find more offensively. I don't know that they, you know, obviously they they were able to create in that regard. They always are. But I think a team as scary as the Leafs would like to meld, you know, looking as stingy as they did tonight with with pushing a little more. But, yeah, these are the habits you, you kind of want to build. You know, I do want to talk specifically about Mark Giordano, and we'll, we'll hear from him before, before the night is up. But, you know, as far as a, you know, I was on during the intermission uh, with, with the guys uh, at the first intermission. They asked me about Giordano, and the biggest thing that jumped out to me is just how just how safe and calm it feels when he's out on the ice. It just, I don't know if part of that is just name recognition or a guy we've watched for so long, but every time he was out there, it just felt like he was going to make the safe right play. And yeah, that even includes lying to the official and saying that he didn't trip that guy uh, in the third period. <laughs> you know, what, what do we make of that? That's an interesting one about, is that the kind of respect I'd rather have that in the playoffs? It was really, yeah. Yeah, and then the Leafs score shorthanded goals out of the store. He should have got in the box. They would have scored another shorthanded goal. Maybe it would have been it. But I, I, I'm with you. I, I've like Labushkin is even though unfortunately that first goal deflected off him. Uh, what you see is what you get. And Giordano, uh, in a different way, in a higher elevated way, I believe for one game only so far. But what I think will carry on. What you see is what you get. Not the Norris Trophy guy from whatever number of years ago, but a real, real solid core four defenseman. 
Oh, Labushkin took I I'm it's I'm blanking on who it was tonight, but he took a massive run at at a devil right in front of the Leafs bench, kind of right at the blue line there, and just missed. If he ever connects on on one of those, you want to talk about fan favorite status. But in terms of the in, in terms of Giordano, I think you nailed it there. You're you're not looking at this guy to come in and be the Norris Trophy winner, but you know, look at a guy like Timothy Lilligren, and he's definitely had good moments this year. But I think that that's, you know, as comfortable as he's looked beside anyone. And, yes, him and Sandine have looked good as a pair. And, you know, I know he's he's had looks with Riley as well. But I know that Giordano and Brody, of course, are a pair that this team will almost certainly go to at some point in time. But I, I really like the look of kind of spreading it all around tonight and, and having, if you're going to look at it as, as kind of Riley, Brody, and Giordano, having one of them on each pair, it just allows you to kind of have somebody who – you feel comfortable with having the car keys out there kind of at all point in time. You know, we did the trade deadline show on the fan on Monday, and then it came out just kind of quietly, but Rasmus Sandin, you brought it up about this injury and out for a while. And, you know, even though he's not, you know, Morgan Riley, your stud number one D, like another concern depth-wise. So, you know, I, I, I think they were going to look at getting these two particular deals were going to be made, particularly the ability to move Dermott to to Vancouver and free up some cap space but you know even more so you meant you know and, and Lilligren's the guy playing right now that you hope over the next number of games and playing with someone that's a little bit more stellar a little bit more experience will help him I agree with that but also just that's I, I, I don't really remember how the I don't think most people do how the Sandine injury happened you're hoping him and you're worried and wondering if Jake Muzzin can return at all yeah, that that's exactly it. I mean, your your left side, any way you want to put it, Morgan Riley, Mark Giordano, and then you you know you hope to have. I I think we're all expecting at least one of Jake Muzzin and or Rasmus Sandin healthy for the playoffs. That is a that is a locked and loaded left side. I think you could real feel really really comfortable about that. And then you know it's interesting you you bring up Travis Dermott's name there, and it feels to me like he's kind of almost the. I don't know, litmus test isn't quite the right word, but he's the litmus test for Timothy Lilligren. You don't want to be that guy. You don't want to have played 250 games in the league, and we're sitting here going, what exactly are you as a player? How exactly do you fit into this team? What's the right role for you? And look, you get to 250 NHL games, you should be happy about that. But if you want to carve out a long career, that's just the start of it. And it just feels to me like having a partner like Giordano, and who knows how long that, that'll last. That just It sets a guy like Lilligren up really well to kind of take these. And I'm not saying it's going to happen this year, but it sets him up well to kind of take that leap and have him be an established part of your decor as opposed to a guy like Dermot who is just always trying to kind of catch hold in it. Yeah, you know, and, and Dermot will be, it's a positive night tonight they won and, and they, they've acquired Giordano and uh, Labushkin and that, but just, you know, you got Sean Dursey playing great on the Kings right now and again, they got value back for him in the Jake Musson trade, but he, the Kings have got eight players hurt, four defensemen, so he's really stepped up. Stuart Percy was a first-round pick. That had never happened, and you know, kind of disappointed in this case as well. Travis Dermott, a second-round pick, not happening. So, you know, the key is whoever else they picked up. The key is the third-round pick they got back for Dermott. Hopefully, making that a successful pick down the road. Yeah, and what was key tonight was a guy who was not a first-round pick. He was not a second-round pick. He had to go all the way to the KHL before he won a Norris Trophy in 2019. He's wearing 55 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mark Giordano making his debut tonight. Let's hear from the Leafs defender. 
Oh, it felt good. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was a hard fought game, obviously, uh, um, tight game. We had to stay patient, but I thought our, obviously our penalty kill was the difference with those two, two huge goals. What was your, what was today like for you, you know, start to finish? Honestly, I felt, I felt good all day. I felt excited. Um, you know, it's not, I, I remember coming here when I was a young, young guy and, uh, um, yeah, all the nerves. I had some nerves today, but not really. I felt really excited, and uh, I, I love the I love the way we play. I mean, it's a it's aggressive style, and it's it's fun to play in. What's your name about getting that chance in the starting lineup? Mark, your first game here. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, uh, anytime, anytime, uh, coach does something like that for you, it's it's well uh, uh, well appreciated, obviously. Um, and it was it was a nice reception, so I'm happy for that. You came in. It looked like through the usual way the road team would come in. Was that a force of habit, or what led to that? Well, I sold my place here a couple a couple of years ago, so I got to get a new one. And uh, I'm just staying staying at the hotel. Just came in, uh, no car, just just a quick walk over. Jeff, family here today? Yeah, um, my sister's actually away, but my parents were here. Um, a lot of a lot of family now at this point in my career. They they uh, they don't bother me for tickets or anything. They just show up. So I'm sure I'll uh, I'll get out there and see a bunch of familiar faces. Would you like to make your debut in? Team that wears blue, but wearing black. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a bit different than what I'm used to, obviously, watching the Leafs, but uh, cool jerseys. Um, yeah, and it was just a just a, a cool place to play. So I'm excited to be here and obviously excited that we, we got that win in our in my first one. Can you speak a little bit about what your family means to you? Because I know they used to travel all through your OSM games and all of that. And maybe if you don't mind, it's not inappropriate, I'm a little worried about your, your late sister. Yeah, I mean, it means a lot. Uh, been through a lot together obviously when when tragedy hits and and uh it, it they've they've been my biggest supporters obviously and for them to stick with me through it i mean my parents were always really supportive they weren't uh, the pushy type which i i appreciate now later uh looking back but uh um yeah anytime uh you can have uh family around as you get older you really you really uh realize how important that is Mark, I'm wondering if you, there's a moment that will stick with you from your debut in this building, whether it was the, the starting lineup thing or a moment you got to kind of enjoy it or just see your sweater in the locker, something that you think will. Yeah, um, I was pretty cool when they announced me the starting lineup and uh, I got a, a pretty loud cheer, so I'll go with that one. Um, and obviously the win is, is, uh, feels, makes the night uh, that much sweeter. Yes. I was really impressed, uh, um, you know, just little one-on-one puck battles in the D zone. I think uh, our forwards do a really good job of, of making sure second efforts, getting those pucks, uh, winning those little stick battles. That's, that's an important area of the game. And, um, you know, I found tonight making a couple of mistakes here and there, guys, guys would really, help you out and, and recover for you. So it's, uh, it was nice to see. I mean, it wasn't a perfect game by any means, but I thought we, we did a, a pretty good job throughout. You got called for a penalty <laughs> on reverse jersey night. So yeah. what was the plea there? Like what happened? Well, I didn't think I really touched him. I think I might've, uh, I don't know if my stick hit a skate at all, but uh, to me, it seemed more like a heel pick, but um, no, I, I've never seen, uh, I've never had that happen. So I was happy I was on the right side of that for sure. You mentioned you like the aggressive style. What stands out the most to you about the way Sheldon wants the team to play? Well, just quick, uh, D up, really, really aggressive, obviously, uh, on top of our guys. And it's a fun way to play because you you turn over a lot of pucks. You, you force the, team, the other team to turn over a lot of pucks, and then you get to play offense, and that's that's the fun part. 
What was your understanding with, with Littleman? I, I, I was really impressed playing with him. I mean, he's, uh, for a young guy, he's got super poise with the puck. He makes really, really good decisions out there. Um, you know, you don't, you don't really get a sense of uh, how, how complete his game is uh, on TV. I thought, I thought he was really impressed. I was really impressed with uh, positioning and all the little plays he makes. So hopefully uh, uh, we build. If we stay together, we keep building and, and go from there. There is new leaf, Mark Giordano. He plays uh, just over 18 and a half minutes tonight, over 240 on the power play. You know, I know that if Sandine, depending on what happens with that injury, I know the second power play unit has been a, a spot for him. I was a little surprised to see Giordano there, but it just kind of proves the the kind of veteran poise that he, you know, he he's at his best when you ask him to be a specific type of player, but he can kind of do it all, and he, he showed that tonight. You know, it's a funny one, Brent, that already it's it's a more, what's the right word, settled situation than Nick Foligno last year. Like Nick Foligno uh, had yep. to um, had a quarantine because he came over here, so he went to their summer home, whatever. And then, there, like whether he was hurt or got hurt, I don't know. It just never got going right, right, Brent? Like it never really mm -hmm. did, right? Nope, it just it never did. And so I'm just saying today, that's the Mark Giordano, you know, the, the, the show to tell the truth where the I think it's to tell the truth where the real Mark Giordano really show up, stand up. <laughs> he did. So, you know, for better, for worse, we're getting and for it's more for better. Uh, the guy that we saw play as the real Mark Giordano. So I'm glad about that because it really never happened. It was weird. I, I always compare it to Felino to kind of like David Clarkson that, you know, it yep. just you saw the guy go, I don't know, this is not happening. And you know what? It didn't happen. This looks like it could happen. Hmm. And they both had kind of a weird fight, uh, you know, fully knows in the playoffs, Gage Perry yeah, and uh, David Clarkson's uh, defending. That's a great point Two, <laughs> you know what? You're right. Two of, I hate to say it, dumbest fights going like in a preseason game to jump on the, off the bench like David Clarkson. Did. I don't care. They're like, oh, great. He's no, it was stupid. And then Nick Felina, I know he was trying to stand up for John Tavares, but it, it just, you know, it, it didn't work. And it really didn't resonate with Leaf fans. I remember that. I was got a lot of texts from diehard Leaf fans going, are you serious? Anyway, good point. Now, I, the, I'll say my piece on that one. I've said it a thousand times. I, there, we, we've now seen it with the all for nothing, the Amazon series. The guy who really wanted to fight Corey Perry was Wayne Simmons. And it felt like they probably should have just let him uh, him handle that one. If somebody was going to do it, uh, it felt like Wayne Simmons was the man for the job. But we don't need to talk about a fight in a playoff series. The Leafs lost because the Leafs won tonight. Mark Giordano, Colin Blackwell making their Leafs debut. Peter Morazic back in the win column. Pierre Engvall scoring goals mitch marner is shooting and scoring again we love all that and we love to keep continuing wrapping up the leafs game leafs are winners at home tonight over the devils in the next generation game we'll hear from some more of the leafs and we'll have some more thoughts of our own keep on listening it's leafs nation post game on sportsnet five die to the fan Leafs Nation postgame, Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me, walking you through what was a 3-2 Leafs win at home tonight against the Devils. Pierre Engvall scoring the winner, a beautiful toe-drag, shorthanded goal, uh, ends up being the winner. Mitch Marner and Ilya Mikheyev get the other Leafs goals there. Gord, uh, tons of positives from tonight. Now, this used to be a ring-the-panic-alarm topic when we would talk about it earlier. Tonight, I think it's a night where, eh, 
You just didn't like it. It looked a little off, but far from a, 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 tie, a thing to panic about. Uh, Leafs, 0 for 3 on the power play. They definitely looked a little disjointed. Uh, if there was something from tonight that you'd want to clean up, I, I'd have to think it would be that. So, Brent, first of all, what's better than one p- shorthanded goal in the game? Two. Yes. So there you go. You're a smart guy. This is Gunning did not raise any not bright kids. So there you go. No. Like, I've always looked at a short. It's not answering your question, but rarely do I answer your question until later no, on. No, you. I just I say a thing, and then you say a thing. Yeah. yeah. But that's that's what we talk about the walk to the subway when you bing, right. bing 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 bing. My old memories of going to College Street, and you you're so pumped. You're talking about all these things, but to me, a shorthanded goal is the ultimate mo- momentum changer in a game. And I don't know what the NHL record is, but I got to tell you, I've, overwhelmingly, if you get a shorthanded goal, you win the game. And if you get two, I bet you it's 99.9%, I think. <laughs> so that those were the momentum things. Yeah, you're right. The, to be picky, the power play, uh, which is number one in the NHL, uh, was, was, not, was not at its best tonight. But again, they were down one nothing, Brent. They were down 2-1. And I talked about, and, and everything applies to the playoffs. Like, this means nothing if they lose in four, five, six, seven games. <laughs> like, which is too bad. Like, it's like, like, it's like it gets, it's like, it's like a dictator that gets overthrown and they throw the statue out. He never existed or she never existed. <laughs> but, you know, it's about finding ways to win. And in the playoffs, in the first series, I'm sure there'll be one game anyway that you'll have to say the Maple Leafs found a way to win a game that you didn't think they're going to win. And if they win the Stanley Cup, you're going to probably say there's four games. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let's start with one. Because there's not been one the last three years. Or two years. Two years anyway. Or three. Anyway, it just hasn't. just hasn't. And tonight was a way they found a way to win. Not fluky. Not whatever. They worked hard. They outshot New Jersey 31-22. They found a way to win. Yeah, that's a, that, that, that's actually a great great point and yeah the the idea of just like the game's gonna go the way it goes sometimes and you can play well and you can kind of keep things in front of you and have solid structure and try to push a little offensively but you're gonna have a goaltender who's playing fairly well and I, I thought that's what uh, the avalanche or sorry the avalanche uh, got another game in front of me here uh, that's what the devils uh had had tonight and nico Dawes. he performed well but it wasn't like he stole the game for them but i think just the way the game went you had that kind of bad goal go by Morazic, and i don't say that as bad on Mrazek, it's a bad bounce. You have Ilya Mikheyev. He gets called for a high stick. Okay, that's on you. You have the bad luck of it ends up being a double minor because it draws blood, and that's just kind of luck of the draw sometimes, but you manage to kill off that penalty, and you don't just kill it off. You, you get a shorthanded goal while, while doing so. That That's that's the type of things you want to see from this team because we all know there are going to be games in the playoffs where the game just doesn't go to script. Maybe you are ha- maybe you're trailing and you don't deserve to be. Maybe you're really pushing and you just don't quite get that goal. Maybe the whistle isn't going your way in terms of the ref. We all know that can happen one way or another, uh, as we saw tonight with Giordano getting the benefit of the doubt there. But you have to find a way even when things aren't going you know, perfectly as to plan. And I thought tonight is just a, an example of that. Um, I guess the big kind of question coming out of this game, I don't really think there are many other than 
what do you do with your goaltending? You have a back-to-back coming up this weekend. Now, you know, prevailing wisdom, we've had the conversation, do you put your best bet in goal at the first game so you can go ahead and have a fresh team? Do you want your your better goalie playing in the back half so he can maybe steal it for you? And then to complicate matters further, the back half of the back-to-back this weekend is against the Panthers, and it's the first time you're playing them. I imagine they'll split them with Mrazek starting one, Shalgren starting another. What would you do, Gord? I would do that, and whatever your depth chart is, and I think Shalgren came back to earth a little bit the other day. We're getting ahead of ourselves. So, I mean, it's not a fun depth chart. It's not like you're looking at the Rangers of, of uh, Shesterkin and Georgiev <laughs> yeah, or no. something like that. <laughs> but whoever is ahead in the depth chart plays Sunday. Florida's the game. That's the game. That 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 is the dress rehearsal. Montreal, uh, and I'm going to be there, so I've I've kind of bailed on you. Sorry, sorry about that. The post game show, but taking the train ride down via rail, all that stuff, all great, mm. uh, fun. But but you know it'll be fun, but we won't have the same bike because they're so out of the playoffs, right? Like generally, you know, Toronto and Montreal, whenever I've been there, are in the playoffs. But Sunday, as I as I cruise in, I think I told you I'll be at uh, Union Station you at will. 4 p.m. And uh, we'll come see you at Scotiabank Arena. Looking forward to that. That is the dress rehearsal. That is a game when we do Leafs Nation post game. That and again, it's not one game does a season make, but it's a game that there's way more stuff you can pluck out of it. Yeah, that that's exactly it. You know, you're gonna get there at four o'clock. I don't know who will be at the rink earlier. You or Mark Giordano. You know, he 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 strutted in at, at four o'clock today. We'll <laughs> we'll see who beats who. And you know, something tells me you'll uh, you'll you'll have a little bit of fun uh, Saturday in Montreal. You know, we've we've always talked about it, Gord, in terms of you know the trips that are fun to make. And you know, Nashville's definitely become that place across the league. And of course, Vegas now is a you know a kind of bucket list item for a lot of people. But as far as Leaf go, Leafs go. There is nothing, nothing, nothing like Leafs Canadian. I mean, I think it goes for the whole of the NHL, but of course, of course, for us, of course, for this fan base, there's nothing like Leafs have Saturday night in Montreal. I've done it before. You're going to do it. I'm sure it won't. It won't be your first time there. It's just it's a uh, it's a special, special thing, and it'll be a, it'll be a fun weekend to look ahead to. I did just want to put a couple other kind of bullet points uh, on, on tonight's game. You know, I know we talked a ton about. Pierre Engvall and and how his big goal at the end you love to see that from him that checking line just continues to be I'm not going to go as far as to say it's the identity of the team but they have their own identity you know what you're going to get every single night from them David Kampf had a turnover in in the defensive zone tonight and I gasped audibly because you just he doesn't do that that's something that that line never ever does and it's just Having a line that's not your first line that you can bank on and know exactly what you're going to get from them, it's just, to me, going to bode so well for this team going forward. I did not hear you gasp audibly, but, um, <laughs> you know, again, the your thing like Engvall is, you, that, that's, the, like, that's the kind of, again, like I just mentioned about, you know, a game in the playoffs. Like This is the kind of game you want to do post-game and say Pierre Engvall scored the key goal. Like, it, it's not just the big guns. It's nobody. Nobody. The secondary scoring has come up at all the last couple of playoffs. And Pierre, Pierre Engvall is one of those guys that did it tonight. And hopefully him or somebody else can do it in a playoff game or two in the first round. Yeah, you're, you're going to need that. You're going to need to have uh, the depth scoring. Let's, we, you know what we think about tonight's game. We liked it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Let's hear what the head coach thinks. Here is Leafs head coach, Sheldon Keefe. We were obviously want to talk about Pierre this week. And everything went through. Um, not a busy game, but a tiny one. 
I thought he looked really good. Uh, I thought he looked calm, confident, tough, tough game. You know, you only get a few shots in that first period, not a lot of work. And a couple of the shots he got were, were tough saves there. Uh, and then all of a sudden in the second period, things turned and there was a lot more uh, really good looks for them. Uh, but I, I thought he looked, uh, I looked really good. That was a great step for him. I thought like you talk about his comfort level, my comfort level was high, you know, when, when he was out there and um, puck got on a stick, things, things seemed to settle down. He, you know, you can just tell he's, he's a veteran. He knows how to play. He, you know, despite coming in new teammates, new city, new system, all those kind of things, he's just confident and moving pucks, defending, getting in people's way. So I really liked his his play tonight, and, and uh, he's, what makes the penalty kill uh, dangerous at the other end sometimes? Well, speed, um, speed, tenacity. It's a pressure kill, so we're applying pressure. We're putting people in bad spots, and our guys anticipate very well. It's all things that, that Dean talks about, and then you know it's the it's the instincts of the players, the speed to close quickly, and then the skill level to make plays and finish plays. So. Uh, I was obviously huge today. I mean, we gave up. I mean, we gave up one officially on the kill, but really it was two. You know, I don't think Austin was back in the play but, you know, when that second one went in, but two huge goals, uh, you know, shorthanded to make up for it. And those shorthanded goals are a big momentum swingers. And obviously, you know, that one Engvall's goal, double minor, I think there's seven and a half, eight minutes, whatever it is left in the third there, double minor in a tie game. You know, put your team in a tough spot there, and PK was excellent. I don't know if we gave up a scoring chance and, and then had a couple of our own and, and made good on one. So I uh, really liked that and made up for the fact, you know, that our power play obviously wasn't good tonight. Five on five, the I thought we defended well. I mean, there's times in the second period where it opened up a little bit. Uh, we talked about this this morning, you know, with you guys that that New Jersey team has got a ton of skill. You know, when those guys – you know, when Hughes gets the puck on his stick, it's the game is slowing down and he's finding ways to make plays and finding people. Well, they got a lot of number of other guys too that make plays and settle the game down. I thought they had the puck on their stick a little bit too much for us in the second. Um, but I thought we defended well as a group. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of shots coming at our net. Um, not a lot. You know, the, one of the things these, these guys do really well, as we talked about again this morning, is the rush play, leaving their own zone and odd man rushes and breakaways and things like that. And that was a real focus for us tonight. I don't think we gave up any of that kind of stuff. And then offensively for us, we didn't have enough going on tonight. You know, they defended really well themselves. They took away our rush play and uh, they defended their their zone very well. It was hard to really get pucks moving, get pucks off the wall and all of that. They, they competed well as a team today. So obviously this is one that can go either way. And glad it worked out for us. Giordano said he really appreciated being in the starting lineup. In fact, that ovation is something he's going to remember for a while. When you're doing something like that, are you hoping that it might create a, an energetic buzz to the whole team, or is it simply it's just a gesture to him? I think it's a bit of both. You know, we, we, we now it's a starting lineup. I just say you know, it's a bit of a welcome home for him. You know, it's a great opportunity for for the fans to acknowledge him. You know, he's. As much as he's coming here to play for the Leafs and all that, he's also a local guy that has had a very accomplished career. Uh, so I think it's a pretty special moment. And, you know, not surprised that our fans recognize that. Obviously, we have a very intelligent uh, fan that knows what's happening, and, and they acknowledge that. So I was happy that he had that moment.
I thought he worked. I thought he did, you know, he shows what, what he's going to be. He worked, he competed. I thought there was a couple of shifts that the, that line had some real energy and some, some opportunities heading towards their net. Um, you know, power play penalty kill. I thought he looked comfortable there. So you know, I thought it was, it was, it was good, uh, good for him. I think he's a guy, obviously Jordan, we talk about the veteran uh, presence and all those things and the comfort level. I think Blackwell's a guy, I think is going to get, better each time out and it's going to take him a little while here. He's, he's obviously not as established a player and he's, he's moved around uh, quite a bit in his career here and he's found a new home now. Uh, I think he's going to continue to get better, but I did like pieces of his game tonight. There is Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe talking you through what was a three, two win at home tonight over the devils in the next generation game, wearing their special Justin Bieber jerseys, Pierre Engvall scores the winner. It is a shorthanded goal in the third period. That is the difference there. It's his 11th of the season. You know, we talked so much about the big sexy deadline acquisition and Mark Giordano. We didn't talk about the other guy really who came as part of that trade Gordo, uh, Colin Blackwell. You know, I don't think there's much to make of his game one way or another tonight. I agree agree with what Keith said at the end there you were getting some solid fourth line minutes out of him but I uh, was a little surprised to see him not on the penalty kill that feels like part of the scouting report we heard I was a little surprised to see him get second power play uh, time you know normally that's been kind of Ilya Mikheyev's role so I wonder if that's just Keith trying to get a guy's feet wet nice and early on in his uh, Toronto tenure well I think the latter Brent particularly when you you know you don't have any peril of not making the playoffs and and you're right Mark Giordano is what he, he is the he is you know like he is the piece du jour right he he is what's important but Colin Blackwell and we just mentioned about Pierre Pierre Engvall or somebody you know coming up big from the third or fourth line in the playoffs and this gives you another you know another now Seattle forget it that's a way that it's not a wasted year it's a fun experience for him but it's more his time with the New York Rangers and really well thought of can play on any line. You know, has a lot of things he does well, work hard, good team guy, and that's what you want. So that's not he's never going to skate out, Brent, as a first star of a game. But if you do win a playoff series and you look back at the playoff series, it's those kind of guys that you look back at that it doesn't they didn't star, but they made the difference in you winning the series or not. Yeah, it's almost it's it's almost like that crack and trade is an exact microcosm for this show. You're the Mark Giordano you know, established career, silver stick haver, just tremendous. I'm older. I'm older. Is what legend. You're I'm older. Well, I didn't say that. No, no, more, more accomplished. We're, we're so close in age, uh, Gordon. Then I'm the Colin Blackwell, uh, poking around, running around, uh, looking uh, for something to do here. Uh, fun, fun show tonight. As you mentioned, Gordo, you'll be on the road in Montreal, enjoying yourself. You're going to bring back tales to us on Sunday yes. when the Leafs host the Panthers. That'll Absolutely. be our next game on the station. But our uh, next game, the, we, I will have a post-game pod for you. That will be on Saturday when the Leafs are on the road in Montreal. I will have a solo pod to wrap it all up. Cords back on Sunday for the finally, it's here, the meeting with the Panthers. Thanks so much for listening to Leaf Station post-game tonight on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.